Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Jordan, how are you today? 
The villain is chilling, man. Chilling like a villain. Everything's good. Um, you know, yeah, I guess I'm sweating a little bit. I'm watching the game, obviously. I'm pa- barely you know, paying attention. He did lie. He did lie. You ain't chilling if you're sweating. You're not chilling. How, how, wait, people. See, this is what I'm talking I'm about. Good. Listen, he said he's chilling. I'm three and he's one, man. One game at a time, brother. Like, you know, it's. No, no, it's I, know. no I know. I, I know how you got to handle it. I know how you got it. I'm asking about you. I'm asking about how, tell tell me how you feel. You know what I'm saying? I, that's all I want. That's I mean, all I want. But you said playing you, ball tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please finish. No, I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm, no, no. no I, I, listen, they're playing well tonight. They're 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 um. You're finally showing some fight. The first quarter was was a mess. Um, knocking down shots helps, but you know, Jimmy Butler and the Heat, they don't give up. They got a great coach, so you gotta you gotta play smart basketball all the way through. Up by 13 right now. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's 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 what we got. That's what we cooking, man. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll talk about the Knicks and me because I gotta air one person on that team out. Uh, lovely. I, I want to start with a little appetizer right now before the grill is, is you know, we're heating up the grill a little bit. Got to, you know, set the table a little bit so we can put the steaks and everything on the finlay, you know, all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, the Rangers in quote unquote, you know, mutually agreed to part ways where Gerald Gallant, uh, their head coach has been there for, you know, quite a, a few years, but, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm reading between the lines on that one. I mean, you know, he's been a really good coach. He he was a nice turn um, from the previous coach we had. Um, but you know, listen, you got to get it done in the big time, right? You got to get the chip, and and you know, Quinn was good, you know, temporary, I guess. Vignel, I can't. I always say his name wrong, but you know. He got the president's trophy and all that, got them to the to the to the big dance, but didn't get them over the hump. Gallant had a pretty good run here in in, in New York, but could, like again, couldn't get them over the hump. So he's out as the coach. Are you surprised by that? And, and who do you think will be the next coach for the Rangers? Um, I'm not sure who they have in line to be the next coach. I don't have that answer. Being surprised, severely. I mean, severely surprised. Um, this is his second year, Barry. The youth a few years. He's only been there last year and this year. Last year he got to the Eastern Conference Final. They got to the Eastern Conference Final last year. Yes, they lost four straight. They won the first two and lost the next four, and um, you know, ended up losing to the team that lost the Stanley Cup Final. But however, they go up against a a rival like a, the Cross the Bridge rival. You know how long Jersey. And the Rangers have been going at it. It's not like they're going to keep their foot on the, the Devils forever. And y'all didn't give this guy no ground to lose a playoff. He got them to the playoffs. The Rangers played good hockey this year. This is this is bad. This is To me, this is bad. You're going to have to find a coach that this team believes in, and there's going to be some team, some players on the team that are partial with Gallant. I, I don't like the way that they did that at all. And this is the melee around everything that goes on in the garden. I, I don't I can't really put it all on Dolan or whomever, but whoever's upstairs like pulling strings like that is always something it's just a mystique of like New York and them doing something questionable like all the time. For him to be there for two years of success that he's had, the Rangers played well this year to just get rid of him. I could see if it was a team that was bad. Like the Devils are not bad. The Devils are in a, a tough series right now with Carolina. Carolina took care of business the other day, but these are good teams at this point in time, so you're not going to give the Devils any credit for beating you? Like, this shouldn't happen. Go home. Or last year, how they lost to Tampa Bay for a straight. Oh, 
Tampa Bay, they're not good. Go home. Like, you, you're not even being fair. He's only been there for two years. Two years. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. And this is this is the funny part of just about, like, life. Or, like, let's just look at the business of sports. Like, if somebody upstairs just don't like the performance, they'll get rid of you. And it's like, what happened? Like, I'm glad we're in this tornado, what we're about to do right now. I'm about to, like, really spark the hell out this grill. So we just, we're talking about Gallant right now, right? The same thing just happened yeah. in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You mean to tell that me was the next that, that, was the next that Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the MVP candidates, goes down this, I think, two games. I, I don't want to say three, but I'll just say two, but I think it's two games. You guys are struggling. Yeah, two and a half, two and a half, right? Okay, I'll give half. you the whole he, full two and a half. He, I play, was, he, I he played like a quarter in game one, like a quarter or two. Like not even the first quarter, barely. So, yeah, about two and a half. However you want to address this, I'll use the numbers. Two and a half, right? <laughs> He's out. Miami's playing with house money, and they already got their lip bumped in the play-in game. Plus, the incentive is <clears throat> Udonis Haslam is over there basically player coaching in his last season. They're going to do everything that they can to keep him in the league for however long this run. <clears throat> and you guys didn't have enough guns to do it without Giannis. That proves a lot to management, not the coach, because – None of those other guys, Drew Holiday needed another gun outside of him. Who, Grayson Allen? I know Brooks Lopez can hit threes now. He's a seven-footer that's shooting threes. But nobody else, like, who else you got? Chris Middleton is, like, I feel like he's a shell of himself, even though he can play. But it just didn't work out. Miami was playing with house money, and you get rid of him because you didn't like the performance that the Bucks put out, which I agree. I feel like the Bucks should have advanced. The Bucks should have advanced, but Miami did. Look at Miami right now. They're taking care of business all across the board so far, right? So you're not going to give Miami credit for beating you? You're just going to get rid of a coach that just won a championship a few years ago? This is, this is ridiculous. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Do you, the world, no, Nobody in this world, nobody on earth is perfect except Jesus. Sorry, I, I can't. So y'all got to make a mind. This is going to continue to happen all across the board, but this is the difference between millionaires and billionaires pulling the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I'll stick with hockey, and then I want to shift right into basketball because that was going to be my next one, right? Because I wanted to talk about that in the first team and second team that came out today, the third team, sorry, in the NBA. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, Gallant hasn't been there that long, but do you not think – and this is kind of a question I want to piggyback right to you. Do you not think with the moves that they made that the urgency was to win now, especially the previous season they got really far in the, in the playoffs, and then, you know, this year they made the moves at the trade deadline um, to really be a win-now team and to lose in the first round, not to who they lost to, but just to lose in the first round. Do you think that was the short lease that they kept them on? I think this is a situation where they were in a win-now situation because the Rangers have been looking for a winner for 29 <laughs> years. 29. 94 is yep. when they won it. They have not gotten back there till 2014 and lost it. So, like, even with them bringing in Wayne Gretzky, being alongside Messier, so on and so forth, it did not work. So now they have a good team standing in the Eastern Conference where, to be honest, they may have made the push to get to the Eastern Conference final last year, but were not the threat to win the East. The threat to win the East this year was Boston. So you can't tell me that you looked at the whole spectrum of the Eastern Conference and said, well, Boston is the leader of the Eastern Conference, had won the President's Cup at that, and they got bumped in the first round. So if Boston lost in the first round, you lose in the first round, and you just start pulling the trigger like, let's get rid of Goliath, that's, that's crazy. 
that that's unheard of. Like the, the time and day and era of these management or how they just like, well, let's get somebody here to save face, make you the scapegoat and, and get these people off our back because New York City has the most people that's going to get on us. There's like 8 million people in the city. So, like, I, I get they're trying to dodge a bullet, but enough is enough. But I think it's the mystique of that aura being in the garden and knowing everybody wants to see a winner, and there's not been a winner in that garden since 1994, and that's including all sports. The Liberty – did the Liberty win one? They might have won one with Teresa Weatherspoon. I don't think so. I don't think so. But we, I'm going to look that up as, as we talk. But I don't think yeah, they yeah. really have one. The Knicks, um, the Rangers, who else? That, whoever's playing that building. Now, nobody's brought one back since uh, the Rangers. And then the Knicks was in the 70s. Other than that, nothing happened in that building. They just can, they can earn billions and billions of dollars year after year because those businesses buy those tickets regardless of who's performing. So it don't matter as long as they can get, fill the seat, get people to go to concession stands, Buy beers every 15 spaces up there because that, that's what the garden's loaded with, beer. If you want to get drunk, that's where you go. But other than that, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, they, they kick out they kick out Charles Oakley. They they tell Patrick Ewan, we don't know who you are. They tell Spike Lee, you can't come in through the side entrance. This, this is the garden. Like, this this is the place that got the the ghost, the, the shop of horror. Like, I, I hey, I'm a Ranger fan, but nothing else in that building I like. So, and it's tough to see this type of situation because now if this next coach come in and he underperform, what, are you going to pull a trigger on him? Or do you do it after year two? Or do you give him time to make this happen by year 2026? Like, this is the precedent you're setting. So I, it's ridiculous. But, yes, I agree with you. This is a situation that they were looking to win now, especially after the season they did have last year going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And I agree. Listen, coaches are, coaches are on short leashes, but – you know, it's you know the tide turns. It's easy to get rid of a coach than it is to get rid of a superstar player, as we you know we see in some sports. So, um, you kind of hang your hat on on the star player and try to make it work with a different voice. So, sometimes the voice kind of gets old, and then sometimes the voice you know is you don't need to get rid of it. Like Spolcher, I think he's a really good coach. So, um, you know, I, I just feel like the Rangers. I don't. I didn't agree with it. I understand it, but I, I didn't agree. I thought go out. Uh, should still be the coach. I thought he did a heck of a job his first year, especially with uh, everything he had to deal with. So just unfortunate that, you know, the Rangers are, are looking. I, I would think, you know, maybe Brian Leach or, or Messier, they would go that route to try to get a coach, but we'll see. We'll see what they want to do um, if they go outside the box or outside the organization. Yeah, not, only that, not only that, though, Barry, they, they, they also fired two assistant coaches, so it's not just him. They, yeah. like, got rid of the staff, too, so it's like – they can't go to the assistant and go there. They 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 try to clear house like yeah. Yep. They 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 got their minds made up. But if if Messi come and Messi ain't come, then then I love it because that's that's one of the guys that made me fall in love with the team. So it's like that'll right. be cool. But I don't know if Messi can instantly turn the team around. But I, I don't know. Ben, I don't that know was the name that came that floated out right away. A name that people were talking about right away when it happened. So I agree. With that. I you know listen. I he's probably. I'm not a big hockey guy. I watch it from time to time, and I definitely watched when we were in, in school together because, you know, the Rangers were really good. Um, Messier was that guy. He was that dude. You know, he, he made the promise and, and got the cup. So, you know, he's like everything around here. He's still, you know, New York royalty. So um, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, Budenhauser getting fired um, in Milwaukee, to your point, brother, I, you know, 
I feel like it wasn't because of this year per se. I think and this year had a lot to do with it. Um, but um, if he didn't win that chip that year, two years ago, I felt like he was going to get fired. And I, I think he's a good coach, but it's, it's a lot of the times it's like he doesn't make adjustments. He, he never makes adjustments. Like, in a game or throughout a series, like, I don't – listen, I know Miami was with, playing with house money, I agree with you, and not having Giannis for two and a half games, two and a half games, right, um, really hurt them. But you can't tell me you have the number one defense in the league and you can't figure out how to stop one guy. Like, it just didn't make any sense. He never made adjustments to it. It just never made any sense to me. So I feel like he got he got saved by winning that chip, if that makes sense, because I didn't feel like he was the right voice at that time, you know, especially the year before that. Um, you know, they should have got eliminated by the um, by Brooklyn if it wasn't for a toe, right? And 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 that was a one-legged Kevin Durant. I felt like um, I don't know, man. I just I feel like if it was time enough was enough and they needed a new voice. I, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I a hundred percent agree with you on the beginning of it. So before they okay. won the championship, I was screaming for Budenholzer. I was like, Budenholzer is not a coach. Mm-hmm. Like um, everywhere mm-hmm. he's gone, he's been unsuccessful. They go on that run and then they win a championship. And it's like, now that he's buying time, like now that he's proven that he could win a championship. Because all that he's done in Atlanta right. was have talent on talent. They couldn't make it work. The Hawks got rid of him, and then he ended up getting a job immediately. But you also got to think of the protocol that he came from the Popovich tree. So it's like they got to see it his kind of way somewhere because he's been around one of the top three, top five coaches in NBA history. But for him mm-hmm. to be unsuccessful this – okay – this last season, they lost in seven games to Boston. Boston ended up going to the Eastern Conference Final on that, which Boston just was, I don't really want to say play house money. They just were just ready to get up from underneath the Kyrie talk of, oh, the, belt, the Celtics ain't been good since Kyrie left, and oh, Kyrie caused so much damage. He was a cancer here, so on and so forth. Oh, uh, Jalen Brown and, and Tatum can't work together. Now they made it work, you know, and then they get there, and then they lose. So it's like, watching how the Bucks had to get through that. And then next thing you know, Giannis gets injured again. How much are you putting on his back? We could look at that team, right? Drew Holiday is an awesome. Drew is one of the best two-way players, right? But how much do you want your yeah. point guard to carry, right? Then you look at Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton stays injured, stays injured, stays injured. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look at um, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was once a good post player. Now he's, you know, settled with falling in love with a jump shot. Now this is a seven-foot-one guy that wants to launch threes, which you guys have accepted. This is his role. Then just look at the rest of the team. You got rid of so many different people on that bench. Turbin, Turgeon, Baca, all these guys, the big that they had, have come and gone. Bobby Portis is a shell of himself. He does not look like he did in that championship run at all. They're not getting a good performance out of these players. But they have to find a fall guy. It's always like that. They're going to find somebody. So in a year where they went to the Eastern Conference Final and lost, right? And No, they didn't even – that wasn't the Eastern Conference Final. That was the, the semifinal because the Heat and the Celtics weren't at it for the Eastern Conference Final. So this is the semifinal that they lost. And then this year, they stubbed their toe because Giannis is out. So, like, they, they need this superstar. Last year was the like, Eastern Conference Final. Last year was the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Against the Celtics. So I, Oh, no, no, because Butler, when Butler missed that three, 
that was the Eastern Conference Finals. That was like the end of May. I think that was like um, the Sunday before Memorial Day when he missed that three. Oh, I, why did but, I think that the Bucks, the Bucks and the Celtics played in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the and the Celtics were down three two, and then they won two straight, and then knocked the Bucks out. Am I wrong? In Sports City, I hate, I hate, to, I hate to say this like this too, Sports City. I gotta say it like this. The reason why I know is somebody bet me <laughs> that Miami was making. <laughs> look, look, look! They, listen, they bet me Miami would make it to the finals. <laughs> Look, listen. He bet me that Miami would make it to the finals, and I'm like, no way. The Heat are not making it to the finals, and the Heat started running. And I'm like, yo, if they make it to the finals, and it came down to that last game too, I'm like, and then Butler took the shot. I'm holding my breath, like if this dude hit this shot, bro, they are going to the finals. And he missed. I'm like, pay me my money, like, like it was just like I just was so happy that because I'm really riding this wave of hoping that the, the Heat lose. It didn't even want to be the hater of the Heat. I just wanted to just know that the Heat wasn't ready for the finals, and they were that close. <laughs> that right. So right. I know that's that's how that situation right. went. Plus, I remember it was Memorial Day weekend. Right. I remember right. it was that Sunday, and it was Game Seven. Everything on the line down there in Miami. Type man, I remember that. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Oh man, I, I for some reason it was in my head. It was Eastern Conference. I, I'm sorry to derail you, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just trying to say that this is how it went, you know. And and you gotta right. think now, a lot of these players are getting used to like Giannis. Like, they they can't just sit yeah. up here and watch Giannis football him to death. So when Giannis go down, they like, shoot, we got an advantage now. Like, man, now we can come after them. It ain't like everybody gonna humbly stay quiet and be like, oh, just like you said, they led the league in defense and and they lose their best defensive player. We just gonna sit outside and launch threes every day. No, we gonna attack them now. Now we gotta go get them. And Jimmy Butler. But him and DeMar DeRozan are some of the best two-point field goal shooters in the league. They, we're going to take advantage of this all game long. They got rid of them. Who was going to DJ me about? Like Grayson, Grayson Allen? Who? Chris Middleton? Like, you, you needed a stud to go <laughs> around at one point. It did not work out at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the team is kind of it, – it, it works well in the regular season, obviously, and it works well in – it spurts when they're hitting their shots, you know, they're hard to beat, but there's, there's a lot, like your point is there's a lot of flaws, right? Like, you know, Middleton is never on the court. He's your closer because your best, you can't trust him to hit free throws. Right. Um, you you got a seven footer who's a, not a deep three and D guy, but a three and, you know, protect the rim guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird fit. You know what I mean? It, it, to me, it's all about the fit and the fit is weird. In, in Milwaukee, you know what I mean? Like, when it's going, it's going. But it, it's just always off to me. But, um, listen, I didn't think Budenholzer was the guy. I feel like there's better coaches out there that can turn this ship around. But you also have to acknowledge the fact that I don't think Middleton – I don't think he – I think he's good. and I, But I don't think he, he's that number two that you need to go with Giannis, right? So – how do you how do you solve that? Is there somebody out there? Probably, um, but they're going to have to be creative in how to how they make it work. But I wasn't surprised that Bolton Holzer lost his job. I kind of knew it was coming, just because, like I said, I we, you said it to me years ago that he should have never been the guy. It, like he underachieved in Atlanta, and then came to to Milwaukee and hasn't really achieved. So I mean, he did, but I mean, to, up until that chip, he didn't achieve, and to lose that. You know that series two 
to Boston last year and then losing the first round this year. I mean, it was just not going from the championship to the you know semifinals to the first round. It was just getting worse. Um, so you, I think they had to pull the plug, and I think there's better voices out there that they could get to thing around. But um, that's why I feel like Giannis's comments about the season being a failure was wrong. I, fe- I, I feel like it is a failure, and, and management is showing you that by Boonholzer losing his job. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know if you want to piggyback or we can, you know, move into another realm. No, I mean, we could get into something, uh, but just that, that's just the one thing. I just don't like that fall guy mentality. Like, we got to blame somebody. Sure. It's got to be a go. It's enough is enough. Like, if they don't do well, then bounce back. I could see if the Bucks didn't have – and look look at what he had. He had Giannis in MVP contention. Like, it was Embiid, Giannis, and Yoko. Like, like, like if Yoko yeah. wasn't there because Yoko was running the table for a minute and then Embiid got in a conversation heavy with Philly – but then while all of this was going on, if you looked at Giannis's stats with them, Giannis's stats looked as good or better than all three of them. Like, I think Embiid scored more per game than him, but Giannis was averaging 34 points a game and getting you, like, 13 rebounds. Like, what else did you want to happen? And they were still winning. They were one of the top teams in the East. If not, they were the number one team in the East. Like, how do you – that's the same situation that happened with, what, George Carl? And they did that to him in Denver? Or Casey? Casey right. was up there in Toronto. Like, this is the business of the NBA. Like, if, if you prove it across the spectrum, but a, a team that's a lower seed that's supposed to be the underdog can't come out with the fight in them and they, they beat you, then it's what? They, they get rid of them? They didn't do it to Donnie Nelson, though. Like, when Donnie Nelson lost to the Warriors with Dallas, like, it's it just I, I don't like the credibility of some of these people that pull the trigger on these coaches at the end of the day. No, I, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. So, I mean, it is a little suspect, but. We'll see. We'll see. So, I mean, call number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. TP Thomas in the villain here. Call us, cook out. Um, you know, I, I'll, we'll see what, what voice they bring in. It's going to be very interesting to see what Milwaukee does uh, going forward. I think it's not only a voice, but to your point, they need they need a little bit more punch in the scoring, and, I, and I, Middleton's just not healthy enough to give it to him on a night in and night out basis. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. I mean, I'm hearing a lot that the trade market in the off season is going to be fire because there's not a lot of free agents that we take out Kyrie Irving. The free agent class is very weak, so you know it's going to be very interesting to see what they what happens in the trade market, not in the free agent market. Uh, there's restricted free agents, but not outright unrestricted free agents. That that big splash guy. So, um, you know, the first team NBA came out uh, today, Mr. Timeless. Um, you got some some notables, some quotables, I guess you can call it, um, and, and oh. some some some. <laughs> Wait, what? Said, oh, you, you know I care. Oh, you know I care. You know, you know I care. In the words of now, I know I care. Be what I want to be. I, I know I care. Oh, I can. So, um, the the first team, um, the first team is highlighted by the MVP, obviously Joel and B, well deserved. Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic. And Oklahoma City Thunder, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Congratulations. First team all NBA. I thought that was a typo, but, I mean, he was balling. Because I thought, what? did they mean Steph Curry or somebody? But I'm like, you know what? This kid deserves it. And, I, and 
shout out to him. He absolutely deserves it this year. Second team is Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. This is a very huge deal for him because now he's eligible for a, 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 I think, a supermax. Um, at least a, a 30 to 40 million more on his max contract. So that's another year that he's eligible for the max. And then the third team NBA, all NBA was uh, Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, both the Sacramento Kings. Congratulations to them. Uh, Dame Dollar and Julius Randle. And then LeBron James made the, <laughs> made the all NBA team for the 19th straight year. Um, eh, uh, ah, whatever. Um, Talk to me, TP. What do you think about those teams, man? And, and your boy, uh, SGA. Uh, it, it, all of the names, they all re- deserve it. Um, the LeBron situation, I don't know how much I'm giving him the third team. They, he made the third team, but I, I get it. You know, this is a special year for him, like as he passed Kareem. But I, I don't think that he didn't do well in the early portion of the season, except when they, they had the trade deadline and then they started playing interesting basketball. Like, I'm not putting him third team on everything that they've done. The Lakers were suffering all season long, and it now really looks like Russell Westbrook was the problem. But um, mm-hmm. the third team, of course, I'm kind of partial because Sabonis, you know, came from OKC, and OKC had to make a decision, do we – trade him and get Paul George and, and Carmelo Anthony, and that's what happened, and I never wanted to lose a bonus. I wanted to keep him when he came out of Gonzaga, and they let him go to Indiana, and he's been passing around the league, and for him to become an all-star after going through all of the stuff that he's been through, including the season that he got traded from Indiana to go to Sacramento, he made the all-star team when they still traded him. It's like, what else do this guy need to do? Just dunk on people every play? Because he can rebound, he can shoot, he can dunk, he, he's Savvy, like you know, I don't, I don't know what else you want, but for him to do it, the Aaron Fox, I give you a ton of credit because I love the way that he plays. He's like a left hand Russell Westbrook with control, game. and he can, and he can mm-hmm. shoot. Like he got control, and he can shoot, but he's fast as ever. And um, <laughs> the, the the other names like Spider Mitchell, it's tough because a lot of the guards across the board deserve it, and it's like you're playing a lot of when you put these names in there. Spider had a seventy one point yeah. game. Dame had a seventy one point game. They're gonna. They're never gonna count Steph out, regardless of how you look at it. Uh, especially the season that they had, the Warriors were what a six seed, I think. I think they were a six seed, and uh, six for seed. them to still be able to, for them still to be able to be playoff competitive, because it ain't Clay, it ain't Draymond, it's still him. He's still the constant. <laughs> you still gotta give. You still gotta give Steph his due, and you know, Joker is in a situation that you know, MB turned it on in the latter part of the season and didn't let go. That's why he was second team um, as the center. But next year, I don't even like what they're doing next year to make it positionless because if it's a couple of forwards that are balling, they can have five forwards in the first team. It's like, don't I don't like what they're about to do. Um, but in the first team, yeah, MB like won MVP, MVP, so it kind of speaks for itself. I uh, was just talking crap mm-hmm. about Giannis. Giannis had the number one in the East, and um, – they went on a, I think, a 14-game run, and he got injured, and the, the Bucks still were winning. So it's kind of like what shaved them down for the MVP vote because it's like the team was supposed to be ready. And then um, Tatum, the way that he balled to keep the Celtics relevant, even though to me, I've, I've said it before, I, I think Jalen Brown's better than Tatum. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Tatum could Tatum could be the face. 
I think he's the more marketable one. They they like his face, but Jalen Brown is the guy on Boston to me. But nevertheless, Tatum did have a good season. I can't take it away from him. Um, Luka Doncic, they're going to always try to market the hell out of Luka uh, just because he's one of those faces, uh, especially being in the European game. And a lot of kids could try to aspire to be like him. He, he, he plays at his own pace. He don't let the game speed up or slow him down. But it's the one thing about it that I don't like. They put him first team. He didn't even make the plan. So it's like, I see y'all favoritism. I see the voters' favoritism because he shouldn't have been there over Spider or Steph. And he's missed a ton of games. Luka missed a ton of games. Luka was missing games with Kyrie out there. Like, they, they didn't have a winning record when they were together either. So I scratch my head on the way that the panel works on how they do things. They they have favoritism, period. Um, and, and last but not least, I'll say the best for last for me, um, there was a stat that I think Kenny said, Kenny the Jeff Smith said today. And I knew he was doing it because I know that at one point he was leading the league in scoring, but he stayed there, but, you know, that he got caught by, like, Luca and them, and, you know, they kind of passed him. Shea had 45 30-point games this season. That means wow. this kid was dumping out on everybody. In more than half of the season, he was putting up 30 on everybody. Everybody. And we're actually winning this year. Like, the Thunder went from 22 wins last year to, I think, like, 39-40. I think it's 40 or 42. I think that's how we finished the season. But still yet, knowing that we got injuries, knowing that they're still young, Shea's 24. Shea's just as young as Luka. Yeah. So they, they couldn't overlook what he did, and he did more work this season than Luka. But they're going to showcase Luka. But still yet, everybody's seen what Shea brought to the table, especially for the Thunder. All of them across the panel kept saying, Shea, 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 Shea should deserve it. Even Shaq. And Shaq don't be showing no love to the Thunder. He was like, Shea, Gilgis out there. And he slowed down to say his name. He said, I don't want to mess it up because the kid was playing good. Charles Barkley said, we need to start putting OKC on TV more because this guy was tremendous. And Kenny the Jetsman said, I go work out with him in L.A. every summer. Uh, you got to see this guy put in work. So it was like all of them love what Shea did. So just imagine a fan of the team. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it's just like all we need is a big to be there. Then it'll be even better because it's like I didn't like the fact that we had to play two playing games and playing a, a big team and the Wolves and not having a big to help Shea out. And then when Shea got his eye busted, it was like we just lost our MVP. So it's like how do we go to war like that? So that really showed what he meant to that team and, and things of that nature. Shea, I, I really was talking junk the year before and the year before that because yes. like he was defense. He was getting hurt. He wasn't out there on the floor. I'm like, you know what? Give me somebody else. Giddy was actually playing better than Matt at one point. Next thing you know, Giddy got the slime all over. It's like, get rid of Giddy now and keep staying on the floor. So it's like, I, me, I got to be patient. Like, like as much as I'm, I'm mad at pressing, I'm like, you getting rid of everybody and keep picking up picks. Like, but it, it, it somehow we got to make it work somehow. I'm up, I'm up here saying to myself too. And if this happened, God is with me. I love you, God. I love you regardless. But I'm like, the way that Shea played, right? Check come back next year, and I know we could potentially be in the lotto because of all of the draft picks we got, right? But I'm like, ain't no way we're going to get the first pick. But I'm like, if they fall into the one and get Wimbiamba, then what? You know, because then we got 85,000 picks for what? Because then we got Wimbiamba, Chet, Shea, Giddy. Who are you going to get rid of? You going to start getting rid of the bench and the bench load? Like, this is crazy. So I know the Thunder won't fall into the number one spot, but it would be crazy if it did happen. Yeah, they got all those picks. I think mean, you got to start packages and need to move up or get that dude. So um, it's nothing but, uh, you know, even though it's Thunder, 
it's the orange and blue skies up there. They got a little orange and a little blue. They everything's sunny up there. They they you know down there actually, but they they they're on they're on their way. Shea had a tremendous year, tremendous year. Um, I didn't think he would make first team, but he did, and he deserved it absolutely. Thirty points a game, five and five, with uh, assists and in, 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 uh, in rebounds. You know, tremendous, tremendous season. Um, it's it's crazy. Um, Jalen Brown is eligible for a super max now. You know, he he would have been a four year deal, like I said. Now he gets that fifth fifth year with the cap and everything going up. He's eligible for a five year, two hundred and ninety five million dollar extension this summer. And Jason Tatum already got his extension uh, locked in. Next year, he's eligible for a five-year, $318 million extension. Whoa, that's a half a billion dollars in two guys. I don't see the Celtics doing it. Um, so, I, you know, I think and, – and to be honest, we'll get to it. I just – I think the pairing worked last year. I just don't see it working this year. It's, I think it's run its course. So, um, you know, especially with the post-game comments talking about how, um, you know, the offense is kind of stagnant, nothing's going on. It's, you know, I, I just feel like it's it's kind of running its course a little bit. But, I mean, if you're the Celtics TP, you know, are you giving Brown that super max? I uh, strongly disagree with you. Um Here's why. About um, what? About, about. I'm about to get some water, you know, relax yourself, let your conscience be free. Listen, this is the crazy part, right? So you mean to tell me that uh, it's May. So two yeah. months, let's just say let's say two months is July, right? So ten months ago, right, their coaches got caught in some some cheating scandal with an executive's wife, right? You change the coach. The coach that comes in is 34 years old. He has to figure this out on the fly. And there's still a stronghold, a stronghold within the Eastern Conference. They're saying it doesn't work, and I put this pressure on Tatum. Why does it always have to be Brown? There was a point in the game, um, the Celtics have won the game. I think it was game three. And it was like 11 seconds on the clock. Tatum, if you watch Tatum do his crossover, sometimes he, he, he's like long arms. So when he does the crossover, it's like a yank that's going slow, and nobody fell for it. And it's like he did it three times where he rushed the ball to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown catch the ball with four seconds. It's like get a shot up. It's like it's not fair to Jalen Brown, where the Celtics know they are going to get rid of Jalen Brown if they traded any one of the two. You know, but to me, the ammunition is Jalen Brown. But – the crazy part about it is everybody said that it wouldn't work. The reason why it doesn't work ain't them two. It's not the two of them together. It's the pieces around them. Marcus Smart cost these guys games. Um, he had a shot to win the game the other day and missed a wide open three. And then the other one, he shot the three a little too late, but it was the way that the offense came back to him. It's like this is what he turned into. And, and I, you know, I, I made curse myself for saying this. Any guy that pulls that low ball, punches somebody below the belt, I don't think they'll ever win. I, I feel like that's the same way with Chris Paul. Chris Paul did it. Julius Hodge did it. Marcus Smart did it. And it's like all of them keep, keep getting clipped. Whenever one of them do some dirty stuff, somebody, whoever's in the league do that, it don't ever go their way. It's a vicious karma 
And um, he did that to Dirk a, a while back. I remember when he did it to Dirk. And no matter what, I still look at Marcus Smart like, yo, you you can be a good player at times, but you do stuff that costs the team, but it's just like a mystique around you. To me, I feel like Brogdon's a better point guard. Brogdon could drive the ball. He's not scared, but there's one thing about Smart. Smart does hit free throws. Like, he's a better free throw shooter. I don't even know. I think Brogdon is a better free throw shooter than him too. But, like, there's some things that Smart could do on the floor, but I feel like Brogdon – is more of a package point guard than Smart is. I th- I think they give Smart the edge because of his veteranism out there on the floor. But I don't I don't think it's a Brown Tatum situation. I feel like it's the the core pieces around them and the new coach. The, the coach is just coming here and taking over, trying to figure out this team. And plus the injuries that they keep going through. Rob Williams keeps being off the floor, and even in critical times, it's like, yeah. why won't they keep him on the floor when this guy's getting rebounds and blocks and all type of stuff? They'll hurry up and put Orford back in the game. It's like, what, what's going on? I, I don't understand what that reason is. So it's beyond the two of them. Um, but I do agree with you to a certain extent. If they do keep both of them, they're going to be playing with Stanford High players, West Hill players, Turner River players, football <laughs> players. They're going to be playing with them. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be on that team if you hear what I'm trying to tell you, because um, they can't keep everybody. So that is the hard part about trying to keep Brown and Tatum together. As much as I don't want them to blame one or the other, I know they'll get rid of Brown. They won't. They won't get rid of Tatum. Tatum is the palatable one, and plus the more marketable one. And I'm I'm winking at you, Barry, or nudging you like you know what I mean by marketable in the city of Boston. Yeah, in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like they they. <laughs> If you ever been to Boston, Massachusetts, you know what I'm trying to tell you. Right? Racist so, ass town. Yeah. I, I well, I'll let him. I'll let him say it. I'll let him say it. I won't say it. I'll let him tell y'all. <laughs> I'm a villain. I'm gonna say it. I've been there plenty of times. And it, 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 read the news. I mean, not the current news, but do your history. It's pretty racist. But um, listen, it, it, not even about that. I think. I think they will keep Tatum. I don't think you can give um, Jalen Brown that supermax and then have Tatum right behind them with an even bigger supermax. I mean, I would give them both if I could, but you can't, uh, especially with the, um, the the new CBA structure coming in, how you're going to be penalized so much for being over the cap and being a tax team and all that stuff. So he's going to get his supermax in a signing trade, hopefully to the New York Knicks. And then it, everything will be roses because I don't think he wants to be there either. I, in, in in the sense that he doesn't like Boston, the town. I think he likes playing there. I think him and Tatum are good. They're good together. But I agree with you. I think the pieces around them. They don't have a true point guard facilitator. They have a really good point guard as defensive player and smart, but they don't have a facilitator. Their offense is so predicated on driving kick, driving kick. You got to create for yourself, drive and then kick it out and swing it for a three instead of like the traditional how the league has played this year with a, a you know a two man game like Harden and, and Embiid at the top playing the two man game off a of pick and roll, two players that complement each other, not two guys that stand on the um, outside waiting for you know the ball and trying to drive it. So that's why I feel like it doesn't mix, and and, t- and they don't have that pick and roll guy or pick and pop guy. They don't have that point guard that can create and, and create for others, so it's kind of tough. Brogdon was supposed to be that guy, but, you know, he's been shaky this series. So, And, yeah, I, I do think um, Zola needs to be held accountable to an extent. I think, you know, holding the timeouts is a problem, but for the most part, I think you got to get these guys in order. And I think, 
you know, Mayandoka did that last year, and it's not happening this year. So there's, there's some issues in Boston I think that they can overcome. And, and they're just a dumb team to me sometimes. I said it last year. They just make some dumb plays, but we'll get into that. But one guy that didn't make it, John Morant, right? Now, he's not eligible for that Supermax TP. You know, it's going to be hurting his pocket a little bit. Um, you know, he, he's losing about 30 to $40 million, 30, $39, $39 million to the exact. Um, some other guys that didn't make it, Garland, Jamal Murray, Pat, Pat Siakam, who I think will be on the move to. And Van Fleet, I think Van Fleet's a free agent this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, might be restricted. I have to double check that. So some guys that didn't make it, but John Morant's the big name TP. Do you think uh, he should have made it? Um, I'm gonna. Dag, this is tough. That's a very good question. <laughs> Analytically, no, because of how this media market works. The fan in me, yes, because what job brings to the Grizzlies and has them again at the top of the West, but. After the video and everything that went on, I know how America winking at you again, nudging you do, and they they not gonna mm-hmm. let that fly at all. Especially while they're clamoring for another, you know, star athlete to take over because they're basically had enough of seeing the athletes that they always see in the NBA. It's not the normal, you know, Joseph from next door. It's freaking, you know. Pookie and Ray Ray in the game. You know what I'm saying? So they they want to see a different game, you know? So um, with any excuse to remove Josh, like, well, let's get rid of him. If, if, especially if Josh would have got the – and they probably voted before it all happened, but if, if the Grizzlies would have made it better standing with the Lakers, they probably would have helped them. But the way that they got out of there and how he's not durable, that's one thing that I think that they're looking at too is that Josh's going down multiple seasons back-to-back and not being able to perform too. So – I'm wondering if that's something that they're looking at too, but it, it's hurting them. And um, I think Ja, the fan in me, like, yes, he could have, but analytically, especially with everything swirling around him and how bad the city of Memphis is and with rappers getting killed out there, I, no, I don't, I don't think by any means they were going to work with him at all. Yeah, from a PR perspective, it would, been, would have been a mistake. But, I mean, 26, uh, eight assists, six, almost six rebounds. I don't know how you keep him off the team. I don't think it's fair that he got kept off. I probably would have taken him over LeBron, to be honest with you. LeBron only played 55 games this year. Uh, you know, the numbers are there, absolutely, And you know, at, at 38 years old. But, I mean, we're, come on, let's be honest. Like, you play 55 games, man. Like, come on. I would have taken Holiday over him. You know what I mean? Like, let's be fair. So, um, and it's not saying that he's not one of the best players in the league. He is, but he didn't play enough to get on the team. And it just bothers me that they just put him in to put him in, um, it feels like. So, very interesting. Some people's pockets getting a little lighter because of it. And some people going to get, you know, I think uh, – SGA is going to probably command a nice big contract uh, after this season and probably next season, too. He already got one. He got a big contract he, right he, now. But he, he, he should probably – he'll get another big one, right? Another uh, big extension, I think, on top of that. He might. So I, I'll have to double-check. I got to check it. I remember his deal that he had got for 207 It was like a $207 million deal. I wonder what they can push it to. So I wonder what they're going to do. For right. Him. 
It'd be interesting because right. I don't right. want them to soak up all of that money with all of these picks, all of these names they got now. It's like, what what are we going to do? Like, the Thunder's going to have to take a, a luxury tax penalty or something because it's like you got too many things going on. It's like the doggone circus now. It really is now. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, one of the guys that did make it is pissing me off uh, tonight and, and in the playoffs, J- uh, Julius Randle. Um, his comments after game uh, game five made me want to reach through the TV and choke him to death. Um, and not literally, I apologize. Uh, but I just was sick and tired of what I heard. Maybe please, they wanted it more. Please tell me what he said. I mean, can, I, can I hear the quote, please? Please tell me the quote. Is it basically, maybe they maybe they wanted it more than we did. Like, who says that after a game? And it's not like Miami's playing really well, TP, and, and they're hitting timely shots. But they're not, their shooting percentage isn't that great. Um, their defense is. They're just out-hustling the Knicks, getting to loose balls, getting rebounds, getting second-chance points. They had, like, seven offensive rebounds that led to points in, in game five. This is how they're clawing back into this game tonight with second-chance rebounds. I'm seeing Julius Randle standing there while, you know, Martin or Vincent or Butler are grabbing offensive rebounds. It's like, dude. I, while you're talking, I'm on mute. I'm like, grab the effing ball because it's just it's just ridiculous how, you know, there's three Knicks around the ball and none of them are, are gravitating and getting the ball. Um, it, it drives me crazy. So to, as your leader to say that, um, it, it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. Um, and, 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 and he just has that body language, bro, that, you know, when it's not going his way, he complains. He sulks. He doesn't get back on defense. He does. He doesn't hustle. And 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 like, dude, you're in the garden, man. Like, you're 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 on the Knicks. It it just. I want him. I trade trade him for Jalen Brown. I'm sorry. Do it. Make it happen. Make it so. Give Boston any pick they want. Uh, trade him for 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 um for Jalen Brown. Make it make it happen. Um, it just drives me crazy, TP. I, I don't know. Just hearing Nick fans clamor for a Boston player, this is incredible. He's not the only Nick fan that I know that wants Jalen Brown. This is absolutely crazy, people. Like, you guys get this fresh in Sports City, how this is happening. The one thing about Julius Randle, I'm going to honestly say to Sports City, I respect his game. I feel entirely I feel entirely bad for Julius Randle. I really do. He can't mess up. And he messes up continually. Oh, he can't do nothing but go left. Oh, he's not ready for big games. All he wants to do is dribble the, the air out the ball, so on and so forth. He he's had an All Star season this year, just but the the team didn't follow him. And like Jalen Brunson's been playing good too. But who else do you point the you know the pad to? Like Grimes? Like no? Like R.J. Barrett? He's been the one that everybody's been complaining about. Like this is what the Knicks are built off of. So it's like. I get it. You want to see the Knicks perform, but leave Julius Randle alone. Like, he went through everything of playing in the Lakers and having to get out of there with Kobe and all type of stuff and, and, and never working for him nowhere. He found a home in New York. Now y'all want to pin this to him, too? It's like, I, I don't know what Julius Randle is able to do. I, I don't know what he's able to do, but um, he's played strong enough for the Knicks for them to be a concern in the Eastern Conference. So uh, get rid of him. Get rid of him if you don't want him. I I understand that he hasn't been performing as, as much as they want him to, especially him being an all-star, but get rid of him if you don't want him. I bet you they won't go through and talk about that because then they'd have to do that rebuild word again. They'd have to do it again. So you guys have to deal with it whether you like it or not. You know, if there's a lot of good with him, TP. Um, he comes to work. 
he doesn't miss games until he got hurt. Like, he doesn't do that load management crap. It's just the things that he doesn't do well, it drives you crazy. Like, you're a leader of the team. You can't say maybe they wanted it more. You can't say that because your play on the court shows that not only did they want it more, but you didn't want it. Like, you didn't go after loose balls. You Everything you did in round one against Cleveland, you stopped doing against Miami. Hustling, loose balls, like defense, everything that you, you would be winning this series if you hustled. That's it. Miami's not shooting the lights out. They're not. You would, they've kind of, for the most part, contained Jimmy Butler outside of the fact he's got the injury, but they've mostly contained him. If, if he didn't play and get hurt, God knows what would have happened. They might have got swept. And because you got out-hustled, you got outworked. So that's what drives me crazy. Listen, I, I'm, I'm with you. I respect his game. I really do. But, dude, at the end of the day, he's not the guy. He's not the guy that's going to lead you to the chip. We all know that. He's not the, he's not the guy. And everybody that complained that Jalen Brunson was overpaid, look at you now. Like, he – He's underpaid as important as he is to this team. He's the leader on this team. They follow his lead. So it's like we really need – listen, if I had to keep Randall, then you better fix the fact that we don't have three and D guys, that we don't have shooters. That's a problem. Like, you know, quickly was – he disappeared this whole playoffs. He's not you – know, he could be playing right now. I wouldn't even know. Oh, my bad. He's got the ankle injury. He could have been playing because he hasn't hit a shot in the whole damn playoffs. So – you know, if, yeah, if you had to keep him, you better do a better job of building around this guy with shooters. And, and they don't have enough shooting. That's why they're losing this series, other than the fact they're getting out hustled. If they hustled, they would probably be, you know, tied up or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's annoying. And at the end of the day, I just – if they trade him, I wouldn't be mad because I have – they're 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 up by three. They were up by almost twenty in this game. Give me a break. So, um, yeah, I can't. I can't. Wait, you mean the team that wouldn't pick them? No, they won't let Derrick Rose play at all. Like them, because IQ's out. They won't let him play now. Like this is the niche. You're, you're surprised yeah. by what they do? Like, come on, stop. This this is crazy. Like you telling me if they put Derrick Rose in the game, he scores a bucket. You think Manhattan wouldn't go crazy? They scream for Derrick Rose to get in the game. Like. Like, let him at least try. You're just going to go with what you got out there. Like, give your team an emotional lift. Like, what is it? Like, Thibodeau went from a coach of the year candidate to, like, back to the the one that everybody in New York questioning on why he's still the head coach. Like, this this is absurd. I really feel like they know what strings they're pulling when they get into the postseason and things of that nature. Like, if IQ's down, then why is Derrick Rose there? Like, Derrick Rose should be in street codes if you're telling me he's not going to play. You're right, you're right. And Fortier was a name that was floated around because he can shoot. Hasn't seen the court since, so I don't know. I don't know. I know they don't believe in those two guys' defense. That's why they don't play. Um, they're not. De- they're not going to defend. So I-, I-, I can't explain it. But um, yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about the Sixers and Celtics a little bit more, or do you want to go out west? Is that- go on, follow you. Set it off wherever you want to go. Yeah, I mean, real quick, I mean, you know, the Sixers are on the brink of reaching the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, it looks like Joel's finally got a team that can help out. Um, and and they, they are pushing they are pushing the, 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 the Celtics to the limit. I mean, do you think the, the Sixers close?
close it out tomorrow? They better. They better because they ain't going to want to go back to Boston, not game seven. And it was different. Back. It was uh, the Celtics had home court advantage going up against the Warriors and lost those games up there because Steph and Clay started going crazy, especially Steph. They're not going to want to watch that happen in Massachusetts again. They can't let it happen again. So um, if they want to do this the right way, the Sixers got to beat the blood out of Boston. They can't sit up here and, like, let Boston be in and get to the fourth quarter and leave this to a one-possession game. They really got to beat these guys handily and get out of there and and keep Doc as their, their head coach somehow, some way. They got to. They got to. Because if Doc loses and they get ousted um, – before the Eastern Conference Finals, Doc's fired. Doc is out of there. They can save their coach's job if they can keep him there. Oh, yeah, somehow, some way, you got to make it out the hood. <laughs> but, um, right. You got to make it out the semifinals some way. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with you. If he doesn't, he's out. He's out. But, you know, he Massey and Harden are playing a lot better. Um, Massey – for, for sure, he's, he's stepping up this game even more from last year. But what a difference not having um, a guy that you can't trust. You know what I mean? You, can't, you couldn't trust Ben Simmons. Now you got guys. And it's always something with the Sixers. They're a good team, right? But then, like, Joel Embiid gets hurt. Or, or you know, it, it, it look, you look up and, and then um, Ben Simmons don't want to take a layup. You know? you know what I mean? He's afraid to get fouled. There's always something, right, with that guy. So now they got everything clicking. Well, he's a little hurt, but he's out there. He's playing, so it's 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 refreshing. I think they have enough. I think they have what it takes to to really take this Celtics team out. I wouldn't be surprised if they win tomorrow night if forced to Game Seven. I kind of expect them to, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost because they've been playing some really silly basketball, blowing games late, and it's not like I think you know Game Five was the first game where the Sixers really dominated the game, but the other ones they hadn't really dominated, right? So, you know, we'll see what happens. I I wouldn't be surprised, man, if it's a game seven. What a game seven that would be in in Boston. That would be a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, I I really do hope it's the team because, you know, say what we want about Harden not being clutch in the playoffs. You know, a guy like him, you know, he deserves – you know, to get that shot. And, and Joel Embiid, this is a really good season for him. MVP, obviously, first-team All-NBA. It'd be nice to see him going on a run, a deep playoff run, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and making some hay. So we'll see what, what happens. Um, but out west, man, um, let's talk about the game tonight, and then we'll talk about tomorrow's game. Um, so tonight, Warriors, Lakers, man. Oof. Um, Warriors. I, it's it's so weird. Like they they did they're doing enough to win, but they're just not winning. You know, Curry missing shots down the stretch, um, guys not really helping him out and not stepping up. And then you get you know, no name guys, Lonnie Walker the fourth, uh, you know, just going nuts in the fourth quarter and sealing the game for the Lakers. So, I mean, it's good. It's a it's a critical game. It's game. You know. It's a game that I I don't know, man. I I don't know. Game five, what happens, man? Like, do you think the Lakers close it out tonight in in in, in, Sacra, in, not sorry, in uh, San Francisco, 
or do the, the Warriors force a game six? And what, what do you see as going on in this series? I want you to think back. Back in mm-hmm. the time, 23 years ago, um, February, it was a place called Oakland, California, a.k.a. the Oracle. And steps onto the floor is two men, uh, both wearing the same colors, wearing purple, red, and black. The numbers were lined with gray. One of them's name is Tracy McGrady. The other one's name is Vincent Carter. Tracy grabs the ball. Vince says, stand right here. And when I come there, just do what you need to do, right? So when Vince starts skip running, he starts running. Tracy bounces the ball off the floor. Vince puts the ball through his leg and basically has his head by the backboard ducking, did an East Bay, and caught the dunk and looked at the camera and said, it's over. It's over. It's <laughs> over. It's over. So um, that's what's about to happen tonight. No matter what happens, I really think, like, Steph is going to come out shooting with his hair on fire and Clay going to try to turn into game six Clay in game five. Like, they could have used you all series. I'm, I'm tired of that, Clay. And um, the Clay, yeah. they swear as a defender. All Clay does is stay in front of people and he's six seven, so it's like, an interesting Man. shot. They overrate his defense now. He's older now, too. Um, if Clay don't give these guys more than 17 points, they're going to lose. And they need more than just these two to be the ammunition. And I really feel like I'm a Rockefeller fan, so i got to say it. This is the death of a dynasty right here, right now. And I, I really don't want to put it on these guys, but I kind of have to. with LeBron and AD. Um, they, they can't be defended. I don't think they have enough guns on Golden State to deal with LeBron and AD. And LeBron hasn't even been enforcing everything. Like, LeBron's taking what he can get. It still can get you anywhere from 22 to 30. And and AD's been the one that they cannot figure out, no matter how long it goes on. They really thought that Draymond was going to be able to sit there forever and just be their wheelhouse guy. Like, they were going to end up figuring out Draymond sooner or later. And I'm not just talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about the league. And um, it's showing now. And, and I know that this is something that the Warriors were talking about when they were going to end up getting rid of Draymond. This may be the death of the dynasty because he's their defensive anchor, and they got to think about how they're going to pay him sooner or later, and I don't think they pay him. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting start to the game. Go to say, you know, especially when the crowd, the crowd starts screaming Warriors and all type of stuff, but I really feel like once that run starts going in the way of the Lakers and Reeves hits a three and Walker hits a three, I feel like the Lakers are going to be right back in the midst of that game. They can steal this and get right out of San Francisco and go to L.A. and get rest. That is one thing that nobody thought about, especially with LeBron pushing the envelope to get to a Western Conference final. For him to finally get rest on his legs in the playoffs is something that he hasn't seen in a long time. So, um, I like I said, Tracy McGrady with the bounce, Vince catches, dunks, looks at the TNT camera and says, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> I was like, Jay Z this, Jay Z that. You know, you know, I have that, you know, you know, I, it can be, it can be over, TP. But I'm gonna disagree with you. I, I think they pull it out tonight. I feel like they, you know, Curry goes scorched earth. But I listen, listen. I've been listening to to radio and watching. 
you know, TV, first take, and, 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 and Undisputed, all those shows and everything, because that's what I got to listen to to kind of keep my mind limber, I guess you can call it. But where is Jordan Poole? Okay, do you do you know do you remember him, TP? You remember that guy? Like, where is he? Because oh, start. Do you, do you know what's going on right now? Oh yeah, please. If you want to say it, go ahead. Because I'm gonna go go ham. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's not. It's not like me saying anything about him. He's actually okay. he's gonna talk his way right off of that team. They said that he's yeah. been having tension. I, I don't. I want to say since like game two or game three. It's one of them games mm-hmm. where one timeout. Steph started arguing with him on the sideline, said, you ain't doing crap. That's not even the word he was saying. But basically, they mm-hmm. had the camera in the huddle, and Steph was going at him. And now every game after that, you hear, like, reporters alike saying that he's furious in the locker room during halftime and at the end of the game. Jordan Poole wants out of San Francisco. And here goes the crazy part. This is bigger than this season. This Jordan Poole was supposed to be the answer for Steph and Clay getting old. If he leaves, okay, so Steph right now is 35 years old, right? He leaves next year, Mm -hmm. Steph's 36. Steph Steph is probably going to play until he's about 40, 41. I really feel like that's in him because he can end up turning into a spotted shooter, right? Mm -hmm. Who fills the shoes of the Splash Brothers? Like who? Moody and them? Like I don't, I don't, Dante DiVincenzo? Like I don't see, no, this is bad news that this is happening at this point in time and I think this is the real devil in Dynasty because Kerr may end up leaving. Kerr could be content with everything that he's done, too. He got as many rings as he can as a player and a coach. This this could get real bad right now for the Warriors if they don't do this the right way. Dude, he's supposed to be the facilitator, right? He's supposed to be the one handling the ball, initiating the offense. He's been non-existent. So now you have to have, um, you have, to have Steph on the ball, initiating offense, which kind of takes him out of the game as far as his real game is, is you know, moving without the basketball, you know, getting getting those big, you know, off the screen, off ball, you know, shots and opening up shots for everybody else. So it's it's so it's so backwards for him. It's Poole has done nothing. I got to take it back because, listen, I killed Draymond Green for what he did earlier in the season. Now I'm starting to see why some some of this stuff is starting to happen and my, why it might have happened. Knicks get the dub. Listen, he got his bag and he turned into this prima donna and doesn't have to work hard. He's like, I got my bag, I'm good. And I can see like Curry, Clay, and a Draymond is the one that's gonna get up in your face for it and be like, Yo, get get it together. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's, I, I agree. I've heard the same thing, TP. He's out there talking. You know, I'm not getting the ball, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? You're not doing anything. You're not earning your keep, brother. So I can – listen, I don't agree with it, what Draymond did, but I understand. <laughs> you know, like Chris Rock said. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. No, I, I, you know, I agree with you. I don't I agree. Agree. But I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he should have punched him in the face. Like, that's different. And it's okay. Oh, hell no. I get the picture, and I could get what he probably was on earlier in the season when that when that camp was going down, and um, he wasn't saying something that Draymond and Draymond didn't like, and that's why he swung on him. But I'm not condoning that they fight early in the season, like they came into the season off of that. But um, yeah, with Jordan, with Jordan Poole pulling this, like, is is very bad timing for that team right now. 
I don't know how this team ages. Like, like it's already bad that they are in, you know, championship four. They're 35 mm-hmm. to 33 years old, and there's no future now, especially with Jordan Poole pulling this at the wrong time. Like, I, I don't think – I don't know who would trust them at the end of this. I don't know if I would pull the trigger on messing with Jordan Poole. Like, he may, may have uh, washed himself out. And the one thing that I totally do not respect about Jordan Poole, and I'm going outside of basketball people, but I, I apologize that I'm doing this. He went mm-hmm. on a date with Ice Spice and spent $500,000 on this girl in one night. <laughs> Bro, if you don't leave this bro out of whack, listen, hold on, hold on, on a date for a night. If you're telling me his brain is out of whack, and I don't care if things happen, and I'm winking at you with the things happen, $500,000, you crazy. Yo, she better marry me. She better marry me for $500,000 tonight and she go home. Like dinner, okay, yeah. dinner could be 10000 She could have a $10,000 bill. Where did the other 490000 go? What, what did you do? Like, crazy. Nuts. And in the midst of the playoffs, like his head is not there. His head is not there. He wanted it's to be there, and I, it, it, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, brother. I, I don't think he wants to be in San Francisco. I, I think he wants to be in another city. I don't think San Francisco is the city he wants to be in, though. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think he wants to be on this team because they, they see his sucker move right now. They, they, they all see it. Like you got your money, and now you, you, it was all good just a week ago. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you get a little money, and it's like, it's like in Goodfellas when, when they made that big heist. Now you out here buying a new Cadillac. You bought a, a pink Cadillac. You getting a mink for your girl. You said, don't, don't spend that money. What did I say? What did I say to you? You know what I mean? Like you, you brand new after this heist. After you stole this money from the, from the team. So I listen. He better get it together because they need him. Clay, listen, Clay's not the same player he was after those two injuries, but he he needs to do it more consistently. He Curry is not the reason they're losing this game, but he's not like he's not that Herculean guy like can drag a team to the finish line. He needs help. He needs a team around him, and and it's not happening right now. So, um, they're very predictable to guard when Curry's on the ball. Right, like like I said, it it, it the, he, the offense doesn't initiate as quick when Curry has to do that kind of work. When he has to set up for others, he's a scoring guard. He's not a point guard. I don't care what people say. Greatest point guard, he ain't. He's a scoring guard. He's a shooting guard to me. I don't care. So if he was if he was a point guard, he'd be initiating offense. He doesn't. That's not his job. His job is to score. So they, they better get it done tonight. I listen. The Lakers, you know, I gave him crap, but. Ever since those trade deadline moves, they figured it out. They play really good defense. They have a one-two combination that's hard to stop in the playoffs, and, and they're rolling right now. So they're a dangerous team. I don't think they can beat you know one of the teams that are couple we're talking about next, but they'll make it really hard on them. Denver and mm-hmm. and, and Phoenix, real quick, TP. You know Denver's up three-two. Uh, got a really big game from the Joker. Just another triple-double for this guy, I guess. You know, whole hum. Um, two things. Do we need to be talking about Joker in a different light? I mean, he's a two-time MVP. Do we need to hold him more accountable for not winning the chip like we hold like guys like KD and company accountable? And, and then, like, do the Suns have enough to force a game seven? Um, great. First, yes. 
Jokic should be held in that conversation like KD, LeBron, everybody else. He's won MVPs. Mm-hmm. He's the highest paid player in the NBA without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. But here's the thing, that he does need a better supporting cast, even though Jamal Murray is one of the top five point guards in the league. The dude is a monster in his own right. But nobody wow. sees Denver threatening to bring a, a championship back to Colorado. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, the, you know, the Joker situation is different because not only is he a triple-double magnet, even in that game the other day when they lost, he put up 57 yeah. points in a, in a loss. Like, this guy is doing it, so you got to give Joker his just due at this point in time. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the Suns prepare to stop him, but um, it's a very interesting series the way that this is going down this foot. Suns just don't have enough bench. TP, they gutted that team to get KD, and listen, now they have a one-two point punch that they needed. I felt like the, Booker was that dude, but they didn't have that second scorer to go with him. Uh-huh. They had a lot of good role players. And then now that you got Kevin Durant, you got that second score to go with a guy that can really light it up. But now you don't have depth. You don't have a bench that can make, you know, get stops, you know, or get buckets for you. So catch 22. I feel like they need another off season to really build this team properly around the two stars that they have. So um, we'll see, we'll see how it works out. But Listen, I listen. I think the, the Nuggets do have enough to get to to win the chip because I feel like Murray is is back to where he was uh, two years ago. I feel like Porter and Gordon ha- are those three or four guys that can really you know do some damage behind a really good you know one two combination in Murray and Jokic. Listen, Jokic is a two time MVP, and we don't nobody talks about this guy not winning chips. This is your this is your time. This is it. You don't win a chip this year. I got a major problem with you. I'm sorry. You're the number one seed, the best team in the West from start to finish. You better start winning some chips in this league. I'm sorry, especially to your point, the highest paid player. You got the bag last year, right? So, I'm sorry, two time MVP, and you got nothing. You know, from that standpoint, hardware wise, to show for it. You need to start winning some championships. I'm sorry. And if you don't, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm gonna, We're going to hold you accountable just like we held LeBron, just like we held KD, we held Giannis, all these guys, all these superstars. It, it, enough's enough. You're a triple-double machine. You know what? Let's be honest. You don't play the greatest of defense, and you don't win in the, when, it, when it counts. And we're going to start talking about it. But I think they do have enough this year to get it done. And I think that, you know, I think – Maybe the Suns could force a game seven, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I really feel like, you know, the Nuggets can put the, the hammer lock on it and, and really, you know, put them away. Um, I, I feel like it's over for, for the Suns. And, and it's a shame because I think, you know, it's another postseason. Chris Paul is always hurt. He always gets hurt in the postseason. Just can't get you down the stretch and get, get you to where you need to be. Um, it's unfortunate for him. Um and the Suns just don't have enough depth. They just can't. They, you know, they're relying on Booker and Durant to get you about 60 a night at least, at least. It just, it's not sustainable. It really isn't. So right. um, mm-hmm. we'll see We'll see what happens. Go ahead, TP, brother. No, no, no. I was agreeing with you. No, no, no. Do what you're going to do. I was just saying yes. Uh-huh. I was agreeing. No, I mean, that's basically what I had. Like, it's unfortunate because Chris Paul is one of the better point guards – 
of all time, but you know, death taxes and CP3 hurt in the playoffs. You can always bet bet on it, right? Exactly. That's terrible. It's, he's been hurt the past yeah. couple of seasons like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, they're going to need another season. They're going to have – because I think, you know, it's, it's a shame because I really liked getting Terrence Ross after, you know, they had to gut their team to the Nets to get uh, Kevin Durant. But they don't play him. Cameron Payne is eh, – is, eh, you know what I mean? So, um they need a little bit more. They need to be creative in how they get they build this team around them. If if the the Lakers can do it in, in at the trade deadline and, and give them credit, they did it master masterfully. Then the Suns have to figure out how they can do it. They have they have to get it done. Um, I think I think the Nuggets I think the Nuggets have enough to um, to really to make a deeper run and to really get to the to the finals. I don't think I don't think the Lakers can beat them in a seven-game series. I think LeBron and AD would make it tough, but AD, he likes to disappear from time to time, and he don't really like playing center, and he's not going to want to body up with Jokic. So we'll see how that works out. Every time they meet up in the playoffs, though, he does get the better of him. So this is something to look out for. Mm -hmm. He does get the better of Jokic. He does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true, but we'll see. Um, He's just got to be – he's got to be the best player on that team. Night in and night out. When he's the best player on that Laker team, that Laker team is impossible to contend with. Um, I don't care if LeBron's got it going. I don't care if Austin Reeves hitting shots, D'Angelo Russell. When Anthony Davis is cooking TP, that Laker team is really tough to beat. And he's got to be that guy every night because that's what we're paying you for. You know, we're paying you to be that guy. So, you know, he's got to do it. He's really got it. He really has to do it. Um, anything else you want to bring up, TP, before we, you know, close shop? My Knicks orange and blue skies are back, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fine. Lord. I, I need y'all to go another game, man. At least get the game six, make it look interesting, because y'all was about to get your head beat there. <laughs> but I feel it's like uh, when Melo and, and the Pacers squared off, we got one game, they took it to game six, and, it, you know, I mean, it was it was Melo getting stuffed by your boy uh, Hibbert. Um, and, and it was it was a wrap from there, right? So um, hopefully we can we can steal a game in Miami and South Beach. But um, listen, the Knicks are a better team if they play defense. They, if they're hitting shots, and not even play if they just hustle and hit their threes, they can win this series and, and make it interesting. But Miami, Spolstra, and they, they, Spolstra's the better coach, and Butler's the best player on the court. When when they're when they are going. This team is not going to win, so we'll see how it goes. Um, anything, anything you got, TP, my brother? No, I'm pretty all squared away, man. We covered everything that we needed to cover, man. I mean, unless you got something else to hit on, we got, we got everything playoff-wise and what just happened in mm-hmm. the Garden as of now. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It, it's late. Uh, the, the Golden State Warriors are winning uh, early right now, playing with some energy, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I we we covered all three games. We covered some of the other stuff. It was mostly NBA tonight, man. We covered a little hockey, but it was mostly NBA because you know NFL. They're going to release their schedule. We're starting to see bits and pieces of it come out. Um, you know, as far as you know, the, the NFL's got three Christmas games. So Christmas is on Monday. They got three a triple header cooking um, to co- compete with um, NBA, which is probably a first for them. So. Um, <laughs> 
NBA, look out, man. Football's coming for you, so we'll see how that works out. But um, um, And then, you know, they're going to have some international games. But um, it looks like the Giants and Cowboys Sunday night football to open the season again. Oh, Jesus. I, I can't. I, I just I can't. Like, I want to watch my Giants at a regular time. I want to wait all day for su- Sunday night, the song says, to, to face the Cowboys of all teams. You know, but whatever. It's fun. Um, yeah, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what else is cooking. Um, that's all I got, brother, man. Um, always a pleasure doing the show with you, man. I loved cooking with you. Um, you know, we always have a good time. We, we keep it a buck. Um, and listen, um, I don't, I don't think I, people, people, you know, people don't get to do this as much and, and don't have as much fun doing it. I I love doing this and I have fun with, with my brother. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all roses here, but one thing, you know, actually one thing I wanted to, to, um, to bring up, um, that I, that I actually just saw, um, <laughs> so, um, JJ Redick is interviewing for the Raptors job. You surprised? Surprised oh that JJ Redick getting interviews? <laughs> yes, I'm surprised. Yes. Yes, I'm surprised. <laughs> give anybody a job, anybody. This dude has no coaching credence. All it is is that he's a, a Coach K product, and he's played so many years in the yep. league, he's going to get that job in Toronto. Like, it, it's nothing new. No, not. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. I, I, be, I believe me. Oh, yeah, it's so like uh, the Roots song, nothing new, nothing new. He's <laughs> saying nothing new. Um, you know, I was listening to that a little earlier. So, um, yeah, I hope, I hope he does it. Um, and then, um, yeah, racial slur, uh, again, in Oakland, uh, the Oakland A's, it's not, it's Negro Leagues, not Nigger Leagues. Uh, yeah, that was an epic fail by the, um, by, by uh, I can't even remember. I don't even want to, I don't even know this clown's name, but uh, it, it, what, else, what else can go wrong in that crap hole of a stadium? Um, you know, <laughs> you got, you got possums in the, in the, in the, in the stadium, and then you got the, I don't know, oh my God. But, um, Listen, I'm done. I'm cooked. I'm going to relax. These kids just got me running all over the place, man. Like karate and then basketball today. And then I got basketball. I don't know. What, I got karate and ball tomorrow. It's just, you know, I don't get a break, brother. I don't get a break. Come, come out with babysit these kids. But, uh, nah, listen, uh, shout out to our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Um, always always supporting us. Uh, use that promo code CHEF, get 15% off that order. Uh, do a big things there. Uh, get that Sixers gear because, you know, they went in. So get your Sixers gear. Use the promo code CHEFS. TP, always a pleasure, man. Get us out of here. No respect. I tell you, shout out to Rodney Dangerfield. No respect. <laughs> you can check us out all week. Mike and Chandler should be back at it tomorrow. Getting that gumbo out to the people. Uh, Sunday's been pretty electric. I've been getting feedback from California. We may be having an old chef coming back in the building, too. Y'all stay tuned to that. Um, the Knicks survive. It feels like the movie Warriors. Let's see you guys get past the next stop down in South Beach. But as of now, everything's heightened on both sides of the stage. Can Miami close out? Can the Knicks extend this to seven? We will see. In the words of Biggie, I let my tape rot until my tape. I won't even finish the rest, but y'all know how this thing goes.
Y'all know how this thing go. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.